0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is, if you're watching on YouTube, Monday, March twenty-first. If you are listening to the podcast, actually, I guess it's uh, no, it's probably Monday, maybe Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember how deep of of these releases these. We have so many freaking podcasts at this mm. point. Mm, mock Monday. It's a mock Monday. You can hear the the grumpy sound of Ryan Wilson as he hits the stretch run. Tired of doing HQ. Tired of doing mock drafts. Tired of doing this podcast. Tired. Having done 450 mock drafts this year, already tired of blowing them all up because of free agency, right? Yeah, this is the
1: time of year where, like, I did a three-round mock draft of the day the free agency started, and that mock draft had a
0: lifespan of about 45 minutes. That was probably um, an ill-conceived uh, editorial decision.
1: It was my fault because I was supposed to do the three-rounder right coming off the combine. I was like, I just got back Sunday night or whatever. I got back from India. I was like, I'll just push it back a week. I knew what was going to happen, but I also knew that I was going to be doing a bunch of multi-round mock drafts for the duration. So it was fine. It was, it was a, a, I wouldn't say fun way to start. It's a way to start. And this week I did a two-round mock draft that came out Monday hours before doing this podcast. And um, our, our great NFL editor, Brett texted me or on a little slack machine said hey do you want to keep a wide receiver going to the titans because the titans of course traded for robert woods over the weekends over the weekend and i said yeah i, I ain't changed it <laughs> yeah it's like you just, just robert woods is coming off an acl we'll talk about all that um in terms of the first round picks so I mean, you absolutely still take a wide receiver yeah that's right i need offensive yeah. line help and all that i get it but i was like I, i'll stick with the wide receiver
0: Leave a uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button. Smash the like button. Hit subscribe. You get alerts. You were uh, you needed the alerts for uh, the Deshaun Watson trade and the Devontae Adams trade last week. They were helpful. I'm sure there'll be more stuff going down. Uh, who knows what will happen between now and the next few? Now in the next few weeks. Well, next few would, minutes. Yeah, could be anything. Um, you know, bangers. I'm going to predict
1: Matt Ryan gets traded to the Colts. That's my that's my bold prediction. For this I was
0: going to say I was going to suggest the same thing, but I was worried it would be dated by the time this. Uh, well, it could up. very well could be. Yeah. Uh, Well, if that happens, it'll be around four. It'll be before four thirty on Monday. So we'll see. Uh, If you're if you're listening to the podcast, leave a five star review on the on Apple, and uh, you can add a question for a future mailbag, and we will answer it. We do a live chat Friday at one p.m. mailbag, and we'll be live on YouTube every day at one p.m. for the foreseeable eternity. What time? One (laughs) p.m. Eastern. (laughs) That.
1: Devo makes fun of me because uh, I give him a hard time about Carson. Once I think he was legitimately angry when I keep asking him on the podcast. Yeah, he's
0: out. like, no, "No, no, no, he's fine. It's just 1 p.m. It was 4 p.m. last week for free agency purposes. For now, now
1: and we- forever, dummy. Yeah. 1 p.m.
0: If you're take your lunch break at 1 p.m. and come hang out with us. Yeah, you it. Know, cr- you know, By a- the way,
1: worth noting, uh, I don't think you have to say any more promos for it because I don't think you can. But the the pick six podcast bracket. Yeah, I didn't see your name or Breach's name in there. I'm gonna call you guys out. Did you? So oh, I'm probably dead last. I'm dead last in almost every
2: bracket. Uh, I, I can provide a little update. Brinson was uh, 254 at I'm last. Check. Where's Breach? Breach? Was 247. Breach. You know where
1: Debo is? Did you see that in Slack, Brinson? Fifth, I think, right? He is fifth. So he is definitely cooking the book. The entire
2: SMR. weekend until late night Auburn last night, I was I was number one. Dang!
0: Wow. Um, our guy Dominic, who's always in on the chats, he's number two. Oh, there you go. Um, the only two teams I care about right now are UCLA and Miami of Florida because I have them in a Calcutta. If they keep advancing, it's a profitable. What that um, I it's like an auction where you put all the teams up for bid and you purchase teams and then you um get uh you get paid based on how far they advance. So like okay the pot was the pot was pretty substantial um yeah like you you and breach suck because i'm like 180 something and I, I i did so i did the calcutta and then i had to do golf dfs and I had some work stuff and it was after like we'd done a bunch of podcasts and so i was like doing the brackets late and i just did mm-hmm. crazy stuff because i was expecting chaos and i've like completely missed on all the all the 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 chaos the, I, 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 like I, I like i nailed i, I don't know i just it's a terrible bracket if ucla wins i'll be i'll be fine But that's that's I I
1: have watched zero basketball, so I just pick UNC to beat Baylor, and that was it. So I got that right.
0: Good for you. Thank you. We want to welcome a brand new podcast in the CBS Sports family in soccer. We trust Oh, mm. what a name. covers the beautiful game or soccer, as we like to call it from a U.S. perspective. Join our host and former U.S. men's national teammates, Jimmy Conrad, Charlie Davies and Heath Pierce, as they bring you a mix of expertise and passion on all things soccer in the United States. Download and follow in soccer. We trust on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever else you listen to this podcast. Yeah, do it. Pumped.
1: You're I already got three episodes
0: out. You were supposed to follow up on it, I think. What was I supposed to say? How much you like the podcast? The Pick 6 podcast? No, the soccer uh, podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. No, they're two episodes out. I subscribe. I haven't listened to them yet. I'm looking forward to it. Big weekend this week uh, for qualifying. I think it starts the 24th. They have two more games to decide whether the U.S. goes to uh, to the World Cup. Uh, it should happen. We'll see. Fingers crossed. And the only thing I joked about, and, and like, um, I don't know. Uh, I know Charlie Davies. I met him in Stanford over the Football season. I'm sure he thinks I'm crazy because I talked about soccer stuff. So the I'm excited about this podcast, but I need to make sure they call out the the coach Greg Burhalter because he. I feel about Greg Berhalter like uh, ca- the Cowboys fans feel this way about Mike McCarthy. Are they done with Mike McCarthy yet? I don't think there's that. I don't think they're quite that done. Um, What's an example of a football team that Their fan base is done with the coaching staff, even though they're relatively? And, successful and a Matt
0: Rule, and it's, that's, it's, well,
1: that's, they're not successful. Us yes, the national team sort of successful, but they should be bit more successful.
0: Um, that's
1: Stefanski and the Browns because they went to the playoffs two years ago. Mike McCarthy and Green Bay. Yeah, that's a good one. Like on the way out, that's, that's how I feel about the U.S. Men's national team coach. Or like Tom Coughlin and the Giants. Yeah, but he won two Super Bowls. Like Greg Berhalter hasn't won, hasn't won anything. But I think the McCarthy one's good. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Big weekend
0: for U.S. soccer. If that's your, your bag. That's your bag. Ooh. Um, well. Well, let's just say turn on alerts. There's a chance we might have to do no. another podcast this turn night. off alerts. <laughs> turn on alerts.
1: No, I'm turning mine
0: off. I don't want to know. Okay. Uh, let's get into mock, your mock draft. Let's the latest one. And for the Are first you doing time, one this year, yeah, I, they haven't hit me up about when I'm supposed to do it. I, I thought think you I'm just said before the end now. No, I think I'm doing one like every three weeks, but I, I told oh. them to like, I don't want to, I don't like, just let me start after free agency. That makes sense. All right, go ahead. Um, because. Up until free agency began and the tag and the franchise tag period began, I like you would have had Iki Aquanu or Evan Neal as my number one pick for the Jaguars because they desperately need offensive line help. However, given what has given the way that things have gone in terms of Cam Robinson being tagged, they added Brandon Scherf in free agency and the general but Trent Balky's draft history and the general buzz you hear around the league, ignore the betting markets, they're reactive, but Aiden Hutchinson is the heavy favorite. You, for the first time, I believe in quite some time, have Aiden Hutchinson going number one overall to the Jaguars.
1: You know, it's funny, I looked it up. It does feel like it's been like three months. The last time I had Aiden Hutchinson going first overall was January 31st. (laughs) So, like, right at the end, just before the Super Bowl. So, uh, it feels like a lot has transpired in that time.
0: Um, Well, Aiden Hutchinson had, he was spiking his value at you know, he had that monster game against Ohio State. And um, yeah, you uh, you know, it it, it so, just, uh, just feels that this is the way that the Jaguars are leaning. Well, yeah, right. So given all they've
1: done in, in free agency with Brandon Sheriff and brought back Cam Robinson, uh, and it makes you think that perhaps they think they can handle the offensive line through uh pre draft uh maneuverings. Did you put any money down on Icky or Evan Neal being first overall?
0: I have Icky, Evan Neal, and Aiden Hutchinson money down all at plus money. Oh, good. Okay. So, like, as long as it's one of those three guys, I should profit.
1: Yeah, okay. I I don't <laughs> – I mean, granted, we still have, whatever, a month, six weeks till the actual draft. I don't know what could happen where that might change, one of those three. And Aiden Hutchinson feels like the front runner right now. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. So, this will be the third edge rusher in four years that goes in the first round for the Jaguars. The, this out, this plays out. Caleb on chase on hasn't been the first round pick they were hoping for. Um, Josh Allen has Josh Allen has been so yeah Aiden Hutchinson is like the safe pick and I don't think there's any there there's very little homework left to do on him I don't know what it would it could possibly be you're not concerned about the off field you're not concerned about the on field um you know I've talked before we talked to him at the combine if he feels like he's reached his ceiling cuz that's one of the Pete Prisco talking points and you know he had, actually got pretty angry about that in a, in a, as nice. That's as just possible. a
0: ridiculous question. People ask that about Joey Bosa too. Like no, but no kid coming out of college has hit their ceiling already.
1: He's like, dude, I'm 21. I was like, I, look,
0: yeah.
1: don't, 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 don't kill the messenger. Uh, he's like, I'm going to kill the messenger.
0: But yeah, I,
1: I I like him. Here's the messenger. And I think that the best news for Aiden Hutchinson is he's going to a, a program in Jacksonville that no longer has Urban Meyer as the head coach as we're doing this. Mock draft the yep. the athletic story came out on Monday morning, which was somehow even more scathing than the previous things we had learned about Urban Meyer on his way out the door. I By know, the way, do so you funny. believe that he did? He had to know who Aaron Donald was. I believe I could believe he didn't. All right, that's weird. It's it's yeah. It's does weird. that reflect worse on Shad Khan or on Urban
0: Meyer? Yes, uh, I mean Urban Meyer for sure. It's like I think Shad Khan. I think Urban was so. In in his own how do you, how, how it, it, that is hard to believe.
1: Here's the thing, and I've said this before on the podcast. Like once he got fired, I went back and read the Wright Thompson story when he was at Ohio State and all the grinding and how he didn't spend time with his family because he was grinding and the way he treated people because he was grinding. The only difference was he won football games. And you go back and read that story now, which is maybe five, six, seven, eight years old. It all makes perfect sense. Uh, the only thing that's changed hasn't been ever Myers. The fact that they're now that he's in a situation where he can't control everything and, and the football program went south in a hurry and what you can do with 18 to 20 year olds you can't do with grown men even kickers like josh lambeau who called him out and ultimately Ridiculous. that story came out and he was fired a short time later so whatever the math is there you can connect the dots
0: yeah i mean it's not hard to it's not hard to um lock lock that in the uh by the way aiden hutchinson minus 400 at, at caesars to be the first overall pick uh icky is plus 550 evan neal six to one Kayvon Thibodeau 13 to 1, Malik Willis 25 to 1, which feels a little short. Um, but I guess they're just worried about it. Charles Cross, the next coach is at 50 to 1. Uh, the one name that's not on that list is kind of intriguing. Um, what about Trayvon Walker? Is there any chance that he could be the first player taken?
1: Trayvon Walker, Dane Brugler is a big Trayvon Walker guy. Um, and Dane Brugler is really good at his job. Uh, but even he said in tweets, like he he's gotten some, Oh, interesting that you have him so high and some other teams that actually agree with it. I like Trayvon Walker. Like he's like a top 10 guy for me. Tennis he's um he's extremely raw, but the way he plays, like, Oh my God, this guy's going to, going to get better at some point for sure. I mean, these, you know, the scratch on the surface conversation. If he went first overall, that'd be a huge shock. Are those odds on there? I can't even believe that That would
0: match. They are. I've seen him at 30 to one elsewhere. He's not on. Oh, it should be like 300 to one or something. Oh, okay. All right. Um,
1: I, I mean, here's the thing. Um, let me pull up real quick. I was talking to our buddy Vinny Serato, former Washington GM who now does uh, radio in Baltimore, and he he he's heard that the, the Jets might be interested in four. So it's not insane. Like he doesn't love Trevon Walker right. as much as, as some folks, but um so four is
0: not that far from one. And huh. I, I mean suppose- if you can me a top five pick, you can take him first overall. It's just like the the I would look at it as I would look at it like this if I were the Jaguars. And by the way, just a couple of couple more points to to point out that just to a couple more things to point out about um, the possibility of Aiden Hutchinson uh, going first overall. 2011 is when uh, Trent Baalke took over as the 49ers GM, and he was there from 2011 to 2016. First draft pick: Alden Smith at seventh overall, a pass rusher. Uh, next year: Eric Reed, 18th overall, you know, a defensive back. Jimmy Ward, 30th overall. After that. Eric Armstead, a defensive lineman, seventeenth overall. And then in his final year, DeForest Buckner, seventh overall. So in what was that five picks? I think I think I mean he took he basically he basically took a defensive lineman. Like he he loves to take defensive linemen. And it makes a lot of sense for him to potentially take a defensive lineman here and then you have, all of a sudden you have Aiden Hutchinson and Josh Allen two polished pass rushers two up, high upside guys who can really get after the quarterback and then you can rotate in Caleb Von on. and that gives you some legitimate pass rush uh, you know pass rush and I think if you look at how Doug Peterson's teams performed that 2017 Eagles team that won the Super Bowl loaded at defensive line so it, I don't think it's shocking the idea that they would take another pass rusher here even though that's three in, in, you know, as you point out, three in, in several years. So, uh, three, four, to, yep. to, yeah, um, just not that crazy of an idea. Uh, okay, moving uh, moving on. After that, you have Kayvon Thibodeau going number two. Do you think the Lions, what, what do you think the chances are the Lions would take Malik Willis here instead?
1: I don't want to say zero, but I think it's pretty close to zero. Um, I don't know Thibodeau is going to go to either. The thing is, it's so silly. We have, we're at the point in the conversation where we're questioning his desire and all this other stuff. And you know, I said it here in this little blurb. If you're watching on YouTube or if you read the mock draft, that you know, I've, I've had scouts say say to me maybe we're just overthinking this thing. But I've also had scouts say, "Yeah, there's some concerns about how hard you can coach him up." I don't know. I I, I get it. Maybe it's true. I don't think those are, are made up stories. But when you watch him play, he seems like he's getting coached up just fine, and he's just dominating people. And it's one of those things that. If the draft were January 15th or whatever, he, he probably would be the first or second player off the board. He was obviously in the first round, first overall conversation until about October, uh, mid-October to November, when Aiden Hutchinson sort of got on everyone's radar. And I remember saying, I texted a, uh, a scout back in October, November. I said, is it crazy to think that, uh, what whatchamacallit, Aiden Hutchinson might be better than i Thibodeau. Like, no, that's not crazy at all. So. I think they're really close. I think the difference is that one's extremely clean in terms of the off stuff. And the other one, Kayvon doesn't have off-field issues. It's just a matter of how hard can you coach him or whatever sort of storyline you want to run with.
0: That's that. I don't, I hate that. I hate that stuff leading up to the draft. And I yeah. It's
1: annoying. No, absolutely.
0: I mean, I understand it's a real thing, but it's like, like you think this guy just doesn't care about football. If he didn't care about football, he just quit playing football.
1: Like, but here's the other thing that I'm learning as I go cause this is my fourth draft. And I, as I sort of talk to more people and whatever uh, like NFL folks are, are just as gossipy as we are. So they're texting each other all sorts of things about if not you know, more, if not more, in fact, cause they're, you know, they travel together and they see each other at all these, all these stops, whether it's in the fall, when you go to schools or whether it's this time of year, when you're pro days or the combine or wherever. So, you know, they, they get to chit chatting and you know, y'all you need is one Brinson in the bunch to float a bunch of conspiracy ah. theories. And then you're, then you're like, ah, maybe that's true. And the next thing you know, uh, JLC or rap sheet or whomever is you know, tweeting out stuff.
0: And you're like, Oh, is that how we're going? Um, all right. Moving on to number three, the Houston Texans who currently have Laramie Tunsil on their roster. You have them taking Aquanu at number three out of NC state. The, the offensive lineman, does this, are you projecting a uh, Larry Tunsil trade or is this maybe sliding him to right tackle, putting him at guard for, for, early purposes and then because i mean tonsil is a great player but he's also at this point i think he's a little bit older like i don't know how he fits the I guess he's oh. only 27. Man. Yeah, he's young. And there were some conversations he might get traded, I think.
1: Where, yeah, what, yeah,
0: yeah, there was a, a lot of Larry Tunsil buzz about trading.
1: But even if he stays there, the Texans sucked last year. Like, sucked. I yeah. think they're rolling with Davis Mills, and I said it before. If Davis Mills, I think I said it to you. If he came out in this year's draft class, he'd be the first quarterback taken. <laughs> and it may not even be that close. Um, and that was part of like last year, I, I sort of wanted him to come back to see what he could do, but you know, good for him. He got, he was third round pick and actually played pretty well when he got the job and he'll presumably be the guy going forward. Never say never. Do you know how many draft picks now that the Browns and the Texans have done this to Sean Watson trade? How many draft picks
0: the Texans have in the first 80 selections? It's probably something like six, five. Oh, wow. That's three. That is-
1: 13, 37. So basically, three first round picks, 68, and then 80. So, uh, I mean, look, this team sucks. They actually might not be terrible by the time free agency, and the draft is over. And in a division where you can win seven games and maybe have a
0: chance. I mean, certainly you could make the case that two drafts from now, Yeah. The Texans have a chance to be a legitimate, you know, a a legitimately competitive team if Davis Mills works out or if they're able to land somebody. And that's the
1: part with Icky. Like you might as well just beat up the offensive line, give Davis Mills a chance, and then, you know, at least he has has an opportunity to throw the
0: football. He's not running for his life every play. Yeah, but I guess it depends too on like what the what the Texans internally think their rebuild time is. You know, are they are they trying to be competitive in two years? Because in that case, I Do don't you think,
1: think- Calvin knows he owns he know, knows he owns a football team. Because that might be
0: the first yeah, question. I think he's probably playing like World of, like Fortnite or something right now. <laughs> he's playing Fortnite. You know, <laughs> okay. you heard that. you know that's Sage Rosenfeld's story, right? With Derek with Derek he Carr. Said Cal Van was playing Fortnite or David Carr. It was he David Carr like he passes him in the hallway. This is obviously David Carr, like way back, you know, with the Texans. 2002 is when when, so in, um, when uh, his dad was still alive, and and he's like, yeah, I just met with uh, Cal, and he's like, yeah, what is he? What does Cal do here? He's like, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. I went in the, I went in to meet with him. This is David Carr retelling the story, or Sage Rosenfeld is retelling what David Carr told him, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I you know, I went in to meet with him, and there's this office with no, no desk. But it's like got a big like couch and then a huge like a huge TV hooked up to play video games. A <laughs> couch and they're like banging out like World of Warcraft. Um, yeah, I think for the Texans, it it needs to be take the best player available. Well, would you take Kyle Hamilton as safety here over Icky? I, I mean, I don't think that's crazy. Given I think oh, man, it's probably not crazy with Lovey Smith running the team. That's a good point. Uh, but
1: Icky helps you. I feel like it makes it more much more of an impact quicker than Kyle Hamilton, who I I love. But um, yeah, they need. That's the thing. You can take anybody here as the Texans because you're terrible and you're gonna make your football team better.
0: Yeah, if I think it depends on what you think your timing is for the rebuild and what you want to do with Larry McTonsil. Well, again, you're. Let's see. It's you, the Titans, the
1: Colts, the Jaguars, the Colts. Maybe they get a quarterback that we'll be talking about shortly in the emergency Podcast. Yeah. Right now, they don't have one. Uh, the Titans won 12 games last year, so obviously they're the front runner, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're basically the tight the, the Texans this year, so I think it's pretty wide. I mean, you might I would imagine Nick Casario and Levy Smith are they probably think they can win seven games this year and then try to squeeze out one or two more.
0: That's that's not a that's not an outrageous concept. They haven't uh, done over unders yet, right? Uh, Jets. No, we had no no over unders yet. Yeah, we don't have this. Sch- it comes out the schedule. No. Um, Jets. Souths Gardner. Now the new number one quarterback. The number one cornerback on most boards uh, above Derek Stingley. Ahmad Garner is his real name, is Sauce, um, out of Cincinnati, physical kid, long, tall, He's strong. Lots. Yeah, um, He's good. Daniel He's Jeremiah, who is very tight with Joe Douglas, the Jets GM, has consistently hinted at the idea of the Jets taking a cornerback. I think you're onto something here. Oh,
1: they have two first-round picks. I think they have the seventh one as well. And uh, I read, um,
0: I read uh, Peter King on Monday suggested that both the Jets and the Giants would love to trade back with uh, all of their first-round picks. Yeah, so would every
1: other team in the top 10.
0: No, yeah, but I'm saying, like, let's say there's a, like, they want to get, they want to trade for a future first.
1: Eef, okay. I, I wonder who's trading up for, well, I wonder what people are trading up for that they're, they're willing to give a first round pick in the future. Like, there's no, there's no quarterback unless it's maybe Malik Willis.
0: Yeah, could be Malik Willis.
1: Kenny Pickett's Pro Days going on right now as we speak. Um, he's got his hat on backwards. What do you think that means as he goes through the, the drills?
0: <laughs> uh, well, Mark Caballi uh, tweets out, Carolina GM Scott Fitterer called over Pickett, called Kenny Pickett over to him so he can see his hands. He then made him hold the hold the ball for quarterback coach Ben McAdoo, seemed pleased with what he saw.
1: So, Aditi Kinkabwala, out of NFL uh, Network or NFL Media, as you like to call them, reported that Kenny Pickett's hand size, which was measured again at his pro day, was somehow bigger than it was at the combine. Went from eight and a half to eight and five eight. So, did the
0: old um, remember Brandon Allen did that? How do you how do you make your hands get bigger? He had he had somebody massage his hands. Constantly, he grew like. Ah, <laughs> that's yeah, It's term. like basically like stretching, like stretching exercises for your hands. Constant hand massage to stretch them out, so and so he uh, he ended up with. Um,
1: not stupid for know. Kenny. Stupid that he has to go through that just to. Yeah, it's ridiculous. get an eighth of an inch or whatever.
0: D forty two in the chat points out, or D M Mark sorry uh, points out that you could take Neil here sauces there at seven. Neil won't be. That's not a bad point if you're the Jets. Sure, because you know w- with with the Jets you got to remember that they have a. Well, situation. let me ask you this
1: Elijah Bear Tucker, Makai Beckton, assuming he gets healthy, and Lakin Tomlinson. Where are you going to put Evan Neal? Well,
0: the the issue is like, is Makai Beckton? They've had. Right. I mean, there's, there seems to be some questions. Questions about Makai Beckton's uh, interest in maintaining his. Although he's been tweeting a lot that he's like back in shape. So we'll see. I mean, he's a great player when he's healthy. Um, but yeah, if, if you believe in Makai Beckton, then I think you want to go. Corner or go cornerback here. But if you, if, if for any reason you have a concern about Makai becton you know, you got to get that le- left tackle position short down. And so Evan Neal or you know, Icky, if either one of them fell, might be interesting. All right. Moving yeah, on to right. number five. The Giants actually do take Evan Neal. Not an unreasonable situation for the Giants who, you know, they, well, I, can Evan Neal play guard or start at right tackle? He did. Oh, yeah. He played right tackle at Alabama, right?
1: Yeah. And he played guard before that.
0: Okay. Then that's a good pick because they have, I guess Matt Pert is currently the right tackle. Yeah, I mean let's be honest.
1: I think Matt Pert was a third round pick back the same year. Uh, Andrew Thomas. I think it was same year as Andrew Thomas. Yes, yeah, it was.
0: Yeah, 2012. Yeah. yeah, So yeah, I think you can absolutely draft Neal and put him either at guard to shore up the interior, which is kind of a problem, or uh, put him at the right, put him on the right side. And uh, and 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 go with that. I have no problem with that whatsoever. The the, the Giants' biggest flaw has, for years has been their offensive line. So yeah, and, and here's go. the
1: thing: if you're rolling with Daniel Jones, if you're rolling with Zach Wilson. If you're rolling with Davis Mills, you, you got to protect him at some point. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, Panthers,
0: mm. Six overall. What hey. did you do? Um, I think that they're going to pull the trigger on Kenny Pickett.
1: Well, our buddy Chris Allen said I can't do that anymore. So. <laughs> No more Kenny. I thought about it. Brentson's buddy from North Carolina. So he's a Panthers fan asked me not to, to mock Kenny Pickett uh, to the Panthers.
0: Shout out fat tire. Hey, how'd you get one of those? I got tons of new Belgium stuff here, but anyway,
1: so this is, I honestly, I don't think I, I said it all the time. Kenny Pickett to the Panthers at six. is like taking Daniel Jones to the giants when he won the first round. It's too much expectations, not enough around him, And it's going to, it's probably going to be a dumpster fire.
0: Yeah. Um, I just think the problem is the Panthers have whiffed on the Panthers have not been able to convince anybody, any quarterback to even consider coming to Carolina. Like, I mean, they, they they got dunked on in the Deshaun stuff. They got dunked on in the Stafford stuff. Carson Wentz wouldn't waive his no trade clause to go to Carolina. So the only, I mean, if you're this, you have to be at the point where you're like, the only way we can get a quarterback is if we, is if we draft one, but, And so I think they'll be desperate. I think they'll try. I think they'll consider Kenny Pickett or maybe even Malik Willis. Um, But I do think that going Charles Cross is the way to go. Their offensive line is a hot mess. It's a little bit better after free agency, I guess. They've they've kind of brought some bodies in, but man, I mean you you need to you need to improve the offensive line. It's clearly the biggest problem with that team. The problem is the the issue is I just could see, as I pointed out, the I think the Panthers have a David Tepper problem. Wouldn't be surprised if they took um, Kenny Pickett there. All right. At number seven. The Giants again. And you have him taking Trayvon Walker. There he is. Not a bad pick. Perfectly fine with that.
1: Yeah, he's 275. He can play anywhere along three, five technique, whatever you want. Um, he ran the four-five-one or whatever he did. But he he's so good. I mean, that that whole front seven is incredibly good. So um obviously they they played off each other, but he was dominant, Jordan Davis was dominant. Um, Wyatt was dominant. N'Kobe Dean, Quay Walker, Channing Tindall—it goes on and on. So, uh, this is sort of in the mold of the Dave Gettleman big guy, but I think he's uh, sort of a upgraded version. That he's he's sort of twitchier, and and he, he's gonna he's gonna get a lot better.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you go for the upside here because they lost Lorenzo Carter to the Falcons in free agency, and so your your pass rushers are kind of non-existent you got a bunch of big bodies up front they really do need I think they'll almost I, I think you can kind of pencil them in for an edge player with one oh, of Oh t-
1: yeah that's right so I think it's seven I don't know if I've had Thibodeau falling this far in the past but I know in previous mock drafts during the season I had the Giants training up for Thibodeau like the four or something um and I know our buddy Rob Arciera who's a Giants fan the producer up in Connecticut has said more than once he would love to have Thibodeau uh, as
0: a Giants fan I th- yeah I think it's I think you can take the Giants two picks at five and seven and probably just do what you did and just take the best offensive lineman and the best – they could even go two pass rushers there. Like, that wouldn't even be crazy. Or go Kyle Hamilton at five and then Trayvon Walker at seven and just try and get some –
1: Yeah, beats. Giants fans get mad when I take take Kyle Hamilton because he's not a fat person. But, and I get it. They need help. If you go offensive line, defensive line, whatever. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. The final three picks of the top ten we'll go through and then we'll take a break. You have the Falcons taking Kyle Hamilton at eight – the Seahawks going Malik Willis at nine spicy and the Jets going Devin Lloyd at ten. Which one of those is your favorite pick out of that group? Um trying to th- like I think
1: the actually scroll down scroll down Debo. I'm trying to see what I did here. Oh, Seattle, right, Malik at nine. So I like see C- I like Malik at nine. I also like Devin Lloyd at 10. I love both those players for different reasons. Obviously play different positions, but um Malik at nine. It sounds like they like drew lock according to some reports we've seen on the Twitter machines in Seattle. So that's great for Malik. He can go there. He can sit. Um, he's a little Russell Wilson in him early in Russell's career. He's not Russell. Now, of course, uh, Russell was certainly more polished coming out. He played at state yeah, than he played at Wisconsin. Polished. Yeah. And even though he ran more as, as a, as a youngster, he, he certainly had a better idea of what he was doing in the pocket. I think that's what Malik needs to grow into. Um, but if they like Drew Locke, let Drew Lock play for a year, and, and then you know, just don't force Malik out there. We'll see what happens. Uh, I said it before. Brady Quinn is of the opinion that you draft a quarterback, and of course, Pete Prisco feels this way too. You play him. They should play, and I, I don't, I,
0: I don't feel great about that with Malik. Where, wherever, he, unless he goes somewhere, yeah. I, like, I, I, I watched him play against State when Liberty came to town in 2020. Yeah, I was watching on TV like everybody else. But I mean, like, I mean, he he's got tons of upside. I just don't think you can. I, I think the Seahawks are going to try and do what they did with Russ, which is find somebody in the later rounds who could potentially um, be a be a game changer.
1: Yeah, ain't gonna happen in this draft. You better take Malik here at nine if you want him.
0: Although, I think you can like Sam Howell in the second round. By the way, the the tenth pick that the the Jets are taking there really underscores just how uh, much the Seahawks screwed up with the Jamal Adams deal. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this on the Falcons, real quick: Would a uh, potential hypothetical Matt Ryan trade? change what you would do with the falcons at number 8. Oh boy. Well,
1: I mean, we have to figure out with Jimmy G and Baker as well. Like I I mean, oh boy, Baker on the falcons would be hard to watch. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, pretty rough.
0: I don't think I think the falcons would I mean, what do you do if you trade Matt Ryan?
1: Well, you trade for the Colts. Colts have a first round pick. So you get next year's first round. Nah, I don't know. You're not getting next year's first round pick. Maybe you get their second round pick
0: this year. Yeah, I think it'd be a second round pick. So no, I don't right. even know, I don't even think it's that much.
1: Okay, yeah. So the Colts have the 42nd pick, and then the Colts have the 73rd pick. You
0: 73rd pick? I think it's a third-round pick at best for... They have 73, 73 and 82. I think I think 82 might get it done. Because you're, I mean, the Falcons are eating a huge cap hit and are going to be much, much worse without Matt Ryan. Like, AJ McCarron... Or Josh Rosen... Did they sign AJ McCarron back? <laughs> Not to say Josh, Josh Rosen might be there. No. AJ McCarron's still a free agent, so... Is Felipe Franks on the roster still? Yes.
1: I have him. I
0: mean, ball. you're rolling with Josh Ryan Josh Rosen and Felipe Franks. Like that's not gonna cut it.
1: Yeah, I mean, at nine. Maybe they're the maybe they're the team
0: that trades for Jimmy G.
1: So yeah, he fits it more than than Baker. So they have the forty-third pick as well. It's funny you mentioned Sam Howell. Sam Howell, actually, I went back and watched a lot more of his games. He's not my number two quarterback. I actually like Sam Howell. I've come around with Sam Howell. Uh, I watched your, Howell? I watched the Virginia Tech game in week one and I was like, oh my god, this is just a a disaster from start to finish it wasn't entirely his fault and he actually got a lot better i like yeah. him better than kenny pickett and only quarterback i like better is matt corral so but in 40 it just depends um at the falcons are at where are they 43. there could be a quarterback there at 43. Uh, one, one of the top five guys and then desmond ridder if you want to throw him in there i wouldn't take desmond Ritter that high but i i think if you want to wait till 43 if you don't want to do it at eight if you're the falcons that there could be or even trade up for whether it's a kenny pickett or Whoever Malik was Matt Corral, so maybe the option is to to trade up into the top of the second round, ten spots or so, and then get a quarterback there if you want to get um, something else. Uh, uh, Generally you
0: know. speaking, you don't like the idea of the Falcons taking the QB at eight, even with no Matt Ryan.
1: I mean, I
0: don't know. I I don't right. I wouldn't take any of these guys in the top ten at the quarterback position. So yes. Yeah, I think I think Howell later, or you know, somebody, if they fall, you could trade back in. It makes a lot more sense um, than uh, you know. That going with, like it doesn't matter. Like you can't, even if, you're, if you trade Matt Ryan, you're taking such a massive dead cap hit. Like you're not going to be that competitive this year. If he, if you end up trading Matt Ryan. So uh, yeah, I, I think I, I don't like the idea of taking a quarterback at eight. and uh, it's, Yeah. At eight, unless you think he's just a complete game changer who can start right away for you. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll rip through some of the rest of Wilson's picks in this mock draft.
2: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
0: The Commanders, you have passing on a quarterback, and at eleven, and going with Garrett Wilson. That makes him the quarterback.
1: Why would they draft a quarterback? Because they don't. They have Carson Wentz. Yeah, two third round picks. One's going to turn to a second round pick. Yeah,
0: I'm saying. I mean, maybe. Yeah, yeah, They're they're not going to draft a quarterback. Uh,
1: I don't know if it was uh, Albert Breer or I think it was Albert Breer wrote about the money, money quarterback that Carson Wentz found out, like the rest of us, uh, on Super Bowl Sunday that he was. No longer going
0: to be a member of the Colts. <laughs> uh, Garrett Wilson would be your first wide receiver off the board. I believe he is the favorite. I'm looking. Yeah, oh, he's, he? he's he's even money to be the first wide receiver off the board. Then Drake London at plus one fifty. Hmm. Um, Field is plus three fifty. Trayvon Traylon Burks is eight to one, which I kind of find interesting. He ran he a four five five.
1: That didn't help. Yeah, him. I didn't
0: know about him. He's help. good though. Jamison Williams is actually seven and a half to one. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, what you think? It hurt. He probably he he and Garrett would be in the running for first overall. I bet. Okay. Um, so you have them taking a wide receiver. I think that makes total sense. They need to get more help there. They got to figure out the Terry McLaurin. Are they going to sign him to a long term deal? And then the Vikings in the post trolling Mike Zimmer at twelve by taking uh, Derek Stingley Jr., which is kind of funny. They definitely need defensive help. And if they could, they haven't brought back Pat Pete yet, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, if you bring back Pat P and then draft Eric Stingley, like that's kind of some fun upside, plus you have the LSU connection.
1: Yeah, but we were talking about this on one of last week's pods where they don't have any cap. I think they'll have $2 million in cap space unless something's changed since we last yeah. talked about it because you were trying to talk them up. Well, as Breach knows, seven teams. One of those teams is getting in. That's right. I don't love Kirk Cousins uh, in general, but you got to start with the defense. I, I think you could perhaps take a wide receiver here. If, say, Garrett Wilson uh, fell or something, but right. I actually, get-
0: yeah, I guess you could, take a, you could take a wide receiver, but they restructured Thielen, so you have Thielen, you have Jefferson. You kind, of think, you kind of feel good about where you are at wide receiver. Yeah. Like, oh, like I, you I, need defensive help. And there,
1: by the way, if there's an edge rusher here, they'd like you to do that because Daniel Hunter could be traded too. That's
0: right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you have the Eagles, who have both picks 15 and 16, taking Drake, London, and Nakobi Dean. Um, I like that combination. It feels like this is a, man, Colts gave up. 16th overall for Carson Wentz. That's a stinger. Um, was this was this designed to to sort of get Debo off your back by giving them two good picks uh, after you'd been thrashing Carson Wentz and fighting with Debo for weeks on end? No, I
1: typically do some variation of linebacker. Um I used to have edge rusher, but they signed to Son Reddick, so he's kind of uh back to Philly, Temple guy. Um, wide receiver, linebacker, and usually some defensive back. This time I haven't taken a safety with their third first-round pick. He actually plays a lot in the slot, Dax Hill, in Michigan. He can play anywhere. Um, Bebo, you have any concerns with a uh, a Pac-10 oh, yeah, wide receiver? been oh, okay. in the Eagles. Three picks in
2: the top 19. Yes, I have concerns with a Pac-12 <laughs> wide receiver. Pac-12, i come a Pac-10. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, J.J. Arthago whiteside Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> we can go back. He had one good moment, but Freddie Mitchell, if we go back... Like, Fred X! 18 years... <laughs> Yes, there are concerns with Pac twelve wide receivers.
1: Yeah, I love it. I don't Drake London oh God, God, that this doesn't come back to bite me. He is no JJR wide side. He he's awesome. Like he's he's legit in the running. Brinson mentioned it for wide receiver one. Um play with Michael Pittman. I think he's actually better than Michael Pittman. So if you're okay with Michael Pittman, I think maybe Jalen Hurts will like, like Drake London.
2: I will note Deshaun Jackson worked out
0: okay. Out of count. There you go. Yeah. 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 And he went to the worst Pac twelve school football school. What's the What's the man? The Eagles make it really easy to talk, to discuss this section of the draft because you can just talk about them. What's the what's your sort of ideal combination of, of positions that you're looking for, Debo?
2: Yeah, uh, Edge was on there where I had, you know, Wilson had a job there at a couple different times. And obviously that changes after recent news with him. So, Edge rusher probably taken off the board, but yeah, it's it's linebacker, secondary, and wide receiver. I am not someone that wants them to stay away from wide receiver just because they've used a pick on wide receivers the past two years. One worked out, one did not work out. (laughs) If they only had one pick, wide receiver would not be one of the top two positions I'm targeting, but this is the first time in franchise history they have three picks in the first round, use it on an offensive weapon to help Jalen Hurts and then solidify uh, secondary and and the linebacking core, which they never address in the draft or, or really in free agency or ever. Um so I, I like the way we're at right now. I don't know a ton about Baxton Hill, but uh he's good. Colton likes him, I like him. Yeah, he's
0: really good. And he can play um Kirby Dean is 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 fine to be a three down guy, right? Like that's oh that's, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, the thing yeah, that's he is that's, he is undersized even by sort of today's off ball linebacker standards. But he's a mechanical engineer. He's like the the brain, literally the brains of that defense in Georgia. Um, is, he,
0: is he sort of like a Roquan Smith, like Devin Bush type, like fly around? Maybe like you know, not quite. Yeah, he big, he's not as physical
1: as Roquan. Yeah. He's a little smaller, but yeah, and he probably won't even time that well. He didn't run at the combine. He didn't run at his pro day because I think there was a lingering ankle issue or something. I don't know what it was. But he might run a four seven or something. I don't care. Devin Lloyd ran a four seven five. I give zero craps about that. He is, You watch him play. He's just. Awesome. And I feel the same way about N'Kobe Dean, who I think weighed in at 229. He's 5'11", 225 is 229. But um, he's he's fantastic. He would be, he's, he'll be good wherever he goes.
2: And I had, you know, at one point I really was in because of Wilson on Tyler Lindenbaum. But now that Jason Kelsey is re right. for at least another year, I don't feel like you have to address offensive line in this draft. You can kind of push that ahead to, to next year and target some of these other positions of need.
0: Feels yep. like the Eagles too could be a team that trades back. You know, if if like if if people are trying to move up for quarterback prospects, or if or you know, just to just to, you've got all of these picks here. You know, you're maybe you're willing to move. You know, like you're willing to move down from 15 because you know you've got 16 right there, and there's a couple guys on your board that you like. You know, you move down a couple of spots and, and pick up some. I picks.
2: agree with that.
0: Something that people have
2: suggested that I'm totally against is is moving up, packaging these picks that oh. I think you worked hard for. Howie Roseman made good deals to get three picks. Um, within the span of, of five picks in the first round, you do not move up unless it's just this opportunity that that you can't pass up. But there's not I mean, really a scenario I can see in, in which I want to move
0: up. I mean, maybe if if there's a like, I, I guess I could see if there. I mean, do you do you feel like the tackle position is is How do you feel about the tackles with uh, Myalata and Dillard
2: and and, and uh, one of the best tackle combos in the league? I think. Yeah. Okay. I'm just just making
0: sure. I mean, Lane Johnson's getting up there in age. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wouldn't be wouldn't be surprising if if Howie dipped his toe in the offensive line if 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 these if they came out of this with an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman. Well, they also have the
1: 51st pick too, so I mean they will they'll be back on the clock shortly. They're sure. actually almost as good as the Texans. They have five of the first eighty-three picks and three first-rounders. You could argue their their haul is better than the
2: Texans. I mean, knowing Howie, we might end up with a quarterback out of one of these three picks. <laughs>
0: what you know? what would not be insane. That would be awesome. Is if what if what if you just draft three Georgia defenders? That would not be insane. Like, just just be like, you know what? Georgia was maybe the best defense of all time. We're just going to take three Georgia defenders. And I, mean, there's,
1: I wouldn't take Lewis seeing the safety out of Georgia in the first round, but he's like a top 50 guy probably. So if you took him at 19, it would surprise some folks. But, I mean, it would be also within the realm of of, of possibility. that team. I mean, that team's going to have four or five first-rounders on it, on, just on defense.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, let's do a couple more, and then we're going to have to – skedaddle for emergency podcast reasons. Is it official? Uh, it is reported done deal. According to yep. everybody's reporting. There it is. Yep.
1: Dang. You um, got it right. Atlanta gets a third back. All right. We don't talk about it now, but you were right about
0: that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think. Um, okay. So you have Tyler Lindenbaum falling to the Cowboys. Chris Olave going. To, oh yeah. Let's talk about the Packers and their two picks because you have him taking Chris Olavi and Daniel Falale? Falale. Falale. <laughs> <A> Falafel. Falafel. <laughs> falafel. That's how it was. Yeah, that was that's what was going in my head there. Um, what? Uh, I mean, That's just sort of showing up the tackle position and or showing up the offensive line. And then you have to I think they have to get a wide receiver, at least one wide receiver out of that. Out of I,
1: I thought about whether I should draft two, too as well. I mean. Because there's there's nothing left. And we talked about that last week after the Devontae Adams trade. So, Chris Olave, who's no Devontae Adams, but he's a really good football player, played opposite Garrett Wilson at Ohio State, different type player, more of a route runner technician type guy. Whereas um, Garrett Wilson reminds me a little bit more of Odell, as I said before. And then, File Lele, they're sort of mixed views on him. S- some I've talked to scouts that like him as like a, a late day one guy, and some scouts like, yeah, he's so inconsistent. He's more like of a, a late day two guy. So it just depends on, on whether you like him or not. He's 385-ish, and he hasn't been playing football very long he's incredibly athletic. And I, I think he has a chance to to be a good football player. And if you're bringing back Aaron Rodgers, you want to protect him, you know, on some level, it makes some
0: sense. Okay, uh, Traylon Burks to the Titans. You had mentioned that you, if you would, you're you still okay giving him a wide receiver even after they traded for Robert Woods.
1: Yeah, Robert Woods towards ACL in November, so he'll he'll be coming off of that. He should be healthy in time for training camp, but it still takes some time, as we've seen, for guys to get mentally right in terms of uh, within the year comebacks from ACL and Traylon Burks ran the four, five, five at the combine. I don't care that actually may benefit a team down the draft board that he will probably be there. Uh, He's part Juju Smith-Schuster, part AJ Brown, part Anquan Bolden. And if you think those guys are good football players, then (laughs) you should draft Traylon Burks because he's in that mold.
0: By the way, the Packers could definitely go wide receiver, wide receiver here.
1: Yeah, I think there would be something that would make sense about that. I'll ask it again. I ask it every time. The last time they took a wide receiver, what year?
0: The first in the round. The first round. Uh, uh nineteen forty-two. Close. Two thousand two. <laughs> Who was it? Who was it? Javon Walker. Oh, that's right. God, I forgot about Walker in the first round. Um, and it would uh, if they went Jamison Williams too with oh, that ACL God. tear, like this is value because he's probably going. He's probably the first overall. Or no, the first first wide receiver taken if he's completely healthy. And, it, you know, if you're getting value, you think he can rehab, and then you pair him with, like, Olave all of a sudden. I had him going to Buffalo, Jameson Williams. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> oh, Jameson Williams and healthy Jameson Williams and Josh Allen would be, be cooking with gas. All right, let's wrap up on this. You have the Lions at 32 taking Sam Howell. He sneaks into your first round as the – did am I? Did you have Kenny Pickett falling out of the first round? I did. Wow. So the Lions go Sam Howell instead of Kenny Pickett, and the Panthers are salivating at the idea of Kenny Pickett in the second round.
1: Yeah, um, the, but the Panthers don't have a second-round pick. <laughs> oh, to-
0: the Panthers are not salivating.
1: <laughs> I had actually Kenny Pickett going to the Colts in the second round. Obviously, that could be moot with the Matt Ryan news, but Sam Howell reminds me a lot, uh, you know, a little bit, not a lot, a little bit of Matthew Safford. in terms of the gunslinger sort of thing. And, you know, Detroit, there's that connection there, but he doesn't have to play right away, um, so on and so forth. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it makes sense. It's their second first-round pick, and Jericho's going to be the guy for at least one more year. And then I think that offensive line in Detroit actually isn't terrible, and that was Sam Howell's, um, obviously, the, the big Achilles heel for him last year, running for his life every single step in UNC. Yep,
0: uh, certainly a, a issue with the, that offensive line, but if you can give him sort of a year to kind of transition from Carolina. I have a good feeling uh, about old um, – what's his name? The head coach of the Lions, too. Dan Campbell? Yeah, I feel like he's gonna make something happen. He might. He might. He might just do that. All right, we got to get out of here. We got to go do a Matt Ryan emergency podcast. So if you're if you're hanging out in the chat, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Uh, maybe even with John Preach, although I'm not sure if he'll be joining us or not. Thanks for listening to the Mock Draft Monday show. Thanks for chatting. We will talk to you guys in just a little bit. Okay, picture this.